Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Welcome, another episode of The Wellness Collective. And I tell you what, we are really in your zone at the moment. The last few episodes have been all about hormones. I feel like I need to package it up as some type of special collection. Mm, Well, you know, there you go. You're all about the ideas, aren't you? I know. I'm an an ideas woman. Light go on. (laughs) Bing. (laughs) I'd already thought about it. The thing is, what we have discovered is there are many different ways of approaching this. All comes down to the fact that you need to look after yourself. Oh, you're going to say there were many ways to skin a cat. And I'm like, that's the best way to talk about your fertility. Don't think so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You've taken my mind to somewhere it doesn't need to go. But today, we are going to reach across the waves to our friends We in like the reaching US across the bath. We, we do, do that often, don't we? Um, no, definitely. We want to talk a little bit more about fertility and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we can ever get tired of the subject because we're always learning more. There's always more to know. Everyone's got a little bit extra to add to the encyclopedia of knowledge that we call the Wellness Collective. Mm-hmm. So today, our special guest is Heidi Brockmeyer. Welcome to the Wellness Collective. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, why we might have got you on today? So, yeah, well, I'm a, an acupuncturist. I've had a practice for about 11 years. And uh, I got into acupuncture when I was actually teaching English in Korea back in my 20s. And I was taking an herbal studies course at the time through the mail. Like that kind of dates me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't even online. (laughs) And um, I just fell in love with Chinese herbs and natural medicine. And um, so that kind of led me to pursuing a career in acupuncture. And then when I was in school for acupuncture, um, one of the things that blew me away the most in terms of um, how powerful it is and effective it is, is by uh, experiencing it firsthand and in um, helping me with menstrual pain and keep my cycle healthy. And, and especially knowing that like my whole life and my, all my friends' lives as well, it was just so frustrating to go to the doctor or the gynecologist. And it's just like the only solution is drugs. And, and it seems like the doctors don't even really know much about a woman's cycle. <laughs> and um, so I, I knew I wanted to pursue, um, specializing in women's health. And then I had a son um, as well when I was in school for acupuncture. And of course, I used Chinese medicine uh, during my pregnancy and postpartum and, and with his various health issues growing up. And so that made me passionate in terms of you know being a mom and having acupuncture and Chinese medicine as a resource for family health. And um, when I graduated from, from school, and got licensed, I was invited to join a practice. I I always say that fertility kind of called me. I wasn't set out to specifically specialize in fertility, but since I was invited to join this thriving fertility specializing practice, and I had these amazing mentors straight out of the gates and got to hit the ground running, I just, I fell in love with it. The, The women are so amazing. They're so committed to improving their health for the love of their child that they haven't even met yet, but they're already like, you know, it's just like a mother's heart. It's like, I so am ready to love and nurture my baby that, that, that they're really motivated to, um, 
to do everything they can for their health. And so that's obviously such a great patient to work with and super rewarding when when they get pregnant and send you their, you know, baby shower invitation. <laughs> so yeah. nice. So, so, so nice. So here's the yeah. thing, you know, how beautiful working with women that are in that space, but that not all women start in that space and not all women get to that space. And I guess that's part of what you um, as a health provider is, is really trying to steer people towards or women towards. But in your opinion, why are so many women struggling to fall pregnant? Yeah, that's the big question, right? And uh, for you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's because women are trying when they're older. And sure, I'm, I think that that's part of it. Um, for some women, obviously not all women are trying when they're older. I think it's part of it, but not necessarily just because they're older, but because our lifestyles are more stressful and more taxing mm. um, than they may have been in the past. So that's just more years to accumulate chronic conditions. But you know, from the women that I've supported, I've seen women become more fertile in their 40s than they were in their 30s because they're they learned how to support their bodies and they're they're committed to it. Um, so certainly age does does play a part in women waiting or finding their partners in a later age and so on and so forth. But um, I also think that it has a lot to do with environmental factors. I think that that may even be more of an issue now, if, um, you know, like genetically modified foods and so forth. And there are studies out now showing how um, like gerbils that have been fed strictly GMO foods become infertile and it affects men and women. And, and that's just, you know, there's a gamut of environmental factors out there that I think are really challenging um, women and their endocrine system and causing a lot of autoimmune conditions and this is the so big forth. issue. We In our last episode, we were addressing this as well. Um, you know, we're talking about BPA being in coffee cups and in, you know, the lining of cans and, you know, in our lives in all of these ways and parabens and stuff in our um, shampoos. And we just, we've been trusting for so long, haven't we? Mm-hmm. How do we turn it around? Like it's really, I feel like we're in a really tricky position at the moment. We are, but it's doable and in small steps. And and it comes down to kind of simplifying things like having your own garden, which you can do even in small spaces. You can have, there's actually a lot of products out there now that you can garden just like on your kitchen counter. Mm. And, um, you know, so just, and that's reducing plastic too, because you're not having to bring home things that are in plastic and um, you can buy like grass-fed meats and so on from, I'm not sure what it's like in Australia. Maybe it's not as bad as in the U.S. It's the worst here, you know? (laughs) Um, So you have to be really careful where you get your meat. And another issue is estrogen dominance. I'm sure you guys have had this conversation plenty of times and, you know, the birth control use and then um, fertility drugs and so forth. So just all of these things that women have been putting in their body nonchalantly because doctors have been pretty nonchalant about it and that can totally mess up women's hormones. And, um, but yeah, so and uh, here, beef and so forth feed on soy. Soy is high in estrogen as well. So um, you can order from ranches that uh, where they're cattle or, you know, wild game like elk and um, deer. I've been on the hunt for like some grass-fed deer because it's sustainable too. You know, they need to control the deer population here in the States. We have kangaroo as our option for that. There you go. Yeah. And it's, um, and eating the liver too. I don't know about kangaroo liver, but... (laughs) 
That's really good yeah, for you. I haven't you. seen that as a pate option no. in the supermarket. Kangaroo liver pate. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think we found our side hustle. <gasps> Definitely. <laughs> side hustle. <laughs> Kangaroo pate. Liver pate. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what, what do you think about um, this? the mental health of people in general and how that affects our fertility and our our health in general as well. I mean, I feel like we're living in this world at the moment, probably a little bit to do with your president in some respects, (laughs) Uh, but the whole world feels like it's on edge. And does that, in your work, have you found that the mental side of things plays out in people's health and fertility? Uh, absolutely. I mean, stress definitely plays out and, um, you know, and it's just like layer upon layer upon layer. There's the political climate. It's not just our president, although it's certainly... <laughs> it's just something about him, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The Brazilian guy is awful too. The one who's responsible for the rainforest burning oh, yeah. down. Yeah, there's that. So, but yeah, I mean, that's a whole other layer of stress. And then the stress of like, uh, like... I need to buy non-GMO foods and this mm. and that. And it's like, you know, oh, you're not supposed to stress out when you're trying to conceive. But then it's like, oh, but you've opened up this Pandora box and, you know, you have to stress out about what food you're putting into your body and everywhere you turn. And then and then there's just regular life stress, like making ends meet and, you know, making lunches. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And we're just, um, our culture is just so doing, doing, doing. And, does, and people feel guilty if they just be, if yeah. they just like do nothing. Mm. It's, it's people feel worthless and it brings up all sorts of emotional things. So um, that is definitely a huge culprit and, and learning how to, it, it's not that life is supposed to not be stressful. That's unrealistic, but you know, it, it's finding that balance and learning how to cope with it and still, you know, give yourself space. It's people just need more space in mm. their lives. Just That's be. I, I like that. Mm. Side hustle. Yes. Pate. Yes. Just be. Um, side hustle. Pate. <laughs> just be. Oh, <laughs> recipe for fertility. Um, I had a friend tell me yesterday that, because we were actually talking about the fact that we know a lot of people in situations where their relationships are in trouble. And over this year, that seems to have been a theme that has come up quite a bit. Um, And we were talking about the fact that she had heard that in modern life, we learn more in six months. We get affected by information in six months that we would have previously only got in our entire life. Wow. That's incredible. If you think about that, that makes you reassess everything that's going on. Because if you, (laughs) if, if you, uh, if so you're you learn more out, in six months than what you would have previously in a lifetime. How yeah. long ago, I wonder? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know like in the, the early 1900s were. or something. I guess just information is flying at us faster than ever and not to mention at our fingertips. And it's but then, overwhelming. Right, and translate this to fertility and preconception. That becomes very overwhelming because, you know, you Google it and you look for answers and all of a sudden there's like 75 ways or suggestions of people saying things. And then also if you're getting advice off, you know, people that don't really know what they're talking about, that's, you know, 
It's not hard to say I'm an expert nowadays. There's no... Best coffee in town. Just put a sign up out the front. Right. Mm. So, you know, this is, I think, really, if you are the sort of person that needs to do that and you go and look for information, you really want to be finding somebody who has had hands-on clinical experience over many years, Mm. not just somebody who graduated from a health coaching course last week. (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it is it's important, I think, to have that discussion because we I do it. I Google things all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll read things and take it as, and you, maybe they've just got great SEO. Like maybe their <laughs> right. function's great. Do you just read the first one that comes up? Yeah, yeah hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah nobody I mean, goes to like the second page or even the bottom <laughs> of the page. Well, also, <laughs> let's not talk too, let's not be too like, you know, let's not go into it too much. But um, there is a situation now when you Google things that that nothing complimentary will come up. It's been actually overridden by medical information. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole other So, yes, if you're wanting to oh, yeah. find alternatives, you need to use a different search function wow. other than the main one. Wow. Just saying. Okay. There is a search engine called EcoCasia. Um, I don't know if you can get it over there, EcoCasia. And every time you do a search and you can just... Uh, it's just like a plug you can also have Mm -hmm. on uh, Google Chrome. And every time you do a search, they plant a tree. Oh, wow. We need to be using that. Yes, that's fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. You've changed my life. Well, that's that's about the future fertility of the planet as well, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. So let's talk a little bit about fertility activation. What is that? Mm. That's the name of my my program, the method that uh, I teach women, which is Chinese medicine-based. And I just wanted to interject real quick about speaking of uh, like a Chinese medicine spin on what you were just saying about the overwhelming information. And um, now I know you're familiar with this, with your background. Background, but it's also, you know, that's actually from thinking about how it affects your fertility, that's taking, um, it's taxing your digestive system because your digestive energy is linked to your mental energy. So when you're studying like, like hours and hours for an exam or you're putting a presentation together for work, or whatever it may be, and you're expending a lot of mental energy, it actually um, weakens your digestive energy. And so the digestive energy is obviously the foundation for healthy fertility. So that's, um, you know, that's kind of just a different perspective on how that can affect your fertility, let alone all the, like the stress of that information. Um, so when you, you know, good to keep in mind when your listeners are like going down the rabbit hole. On the <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when you just say that because you go, yeah, well, yeah, that sounds logical. Like, duh. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know. love this stuff. Yes. Anyway, yes. so fertility activation is your method of, of, making it happen. But one yeah. other thing that I found out about you is you talk about a fertility ear seed and I went, oh, well, that's curious. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that ears are involved, but there you go. They might be. <laughs> ears are in yeah. their own system. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, the macrocosm, microcosm theory or the, the principle that as above, so below, that basically um, what's true for a single cell is true for the entire universe. And what's true for, you know, there's a map on uh, of your entire body on your ear. Um, so your ear, like certain sections of your body are a reflection of your whole body. Um, so there's a map on your face or a map on your uh, scalp, your hands. Most people are familiar with reflexology. Mm. So there's, you can treat the whole body with points on the feet. There's just an energetic connection. Maybe it's nerve pathways through the nervous system. Um, 
And so the ear is actually really, really powerful way to treat the entire body. Um, But when you look at the ear, it's kind of shaped like an upside down fetus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really connects oh, to yeah, that. Your, too. How about that? Yeah. So it's um, really taps into that like primal energy, your life force energy from the from when you were born, kind of the first the sprouts of your organs, if that makes sense. So um, there's a company called Earseeds.com. <clears throat> And they have uh, their colleagues and friends of mine. They live here in the San Diego area. And they have various kits for all sorts of different ailments like back pain or insomnia and so forth. And they asked me to be the expert for their fertility kit. So um, that you get the ear seeds and you get these tweezers and then you get a diagram of where to place the ear seeds. So there's a combination of points that I recommend for different times of your cycle or fertility treatment to um, help regulate your hormones and increase blood flow to your reproductive organs and so forth. And when you say an ear seed, are we talking about an, like an acupuncture needle? Do you, do you have to do that yourself? Or like I'm actually thinking of like a Good tomato question, seed, yeah. you just pop in your ear and off That's you go. Right, literally, yeah, you, and then it traditionally ear seeds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair question, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're just, um, there are little seeds, I think they're called eukarya seeds. And there's they come with a little piece of medical tape. So you stick it on there and it just stimulates that point. So Mm -hmm. it, it stimulates it even just by being on there, or you can also kind of like give it some mild pressure throughout today, out the day to give it some extra stimulation. We use them in the clinic. Wow. (laughs) There you go. I've been walking around not knowing that my ears were this available energy that I have not been tapping into. Totally. Totally. Give yourself an ear massage at some point in the day. It's one of the recommendations I do for like that stress management and, and balance. You know, you're at, you're at your nine hour work day, but you need to like relax your nervous system. Just rub your ears, like get up all in there, like inside get your ear, the lobe, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, you'll be like a cat purring. It's, it's pretty awesome. So, Well, that's you'll- why when you see people with an earbud and you're not supposed to stick an earbud in your ear, but hey, we all do it. <laughs> um, how the satisfaction of oh, yes. the, the look on their face. Oh, yes. I love watching my husband do that. Yeah, it feels oh, so good. Then, yeah, it feels so good. Oh, um, oh, yeah, Q-tips. Q-tips. Yeah, yeah, I thought Q-tips. you meant these things, but no. I'm like, I don't get that oh, reaction. No, <laughs> not headphones. Not headphones. <laughs> what language are you speaking? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, we need to take a quick break, but we will be back just after this. Speaking with Heidi Brockmeyer, who is a fertility specialist. This is part of our fertility series, I'd say. You really want to say get that? back into that. Mm. Her background's Chinese medicine, which is a woman after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here with two little peas in a in yes. a very comfortable well, pod it's today. It's happened before. Oh, I know it's good. Yes. It's really good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to speak to you, Heidi, about was what acupuncture actually does. Like, what you know, if you are someone who is trying to have a baby, it hasn't worked for you for whatever reason naturally and people say to you, oh, you should go and see a Chinese doctor. I mean, I've heard that so many times but actually what does the acupuncture do to the body that helps with having a baby, conceiving a baby? Yeah, good question. Um, So, well, one thing I like to clarify because a lot of people think of Chinese medicine, they think strictly of acupuncture. And um, acupuncture is one of the tools of Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different tools. And and you can... 
use different methods to stimulate and move the energy throughout the acupuncture meridian, such as acupressure and as seeds. well as the ear seeds <laughs> and diff- different stimulation. So it's all, um, um, you know, influencing the energy of, in the same meridians, but just different ways of stimulating that flow of energy. Um, so basically... Uh, when there, in Chinese medicine, there's a really simple saying that when, whenever you have a blockage, you have disease. When you have free flow, you have health. Um, it's, it's much smoother saying than that, but that's the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the idea is to just you know, balance the body and remove the blockages and, and get better flow going to the organs and your tissues and so on and so forth. Um, We're never going to be in a perfect state of health. It's always, there's always going to be a fluctuation, um, but you want to determine where there's some blockages and where there's deficiencies. Because obviously, you know, when a river is uh, running low, if there's some blockage in one area, it causes a certain amount, a certain type of damage. But when downstream, because of that blockage, there isn't enough flow, then that river is running dry. So the same thing happens in our body. So the acupoints, and whether you're stimulating them with your fingers or your needles or whatever method, um, help to uh, stimulate the nervous system. There's more electric energy happening at those points, like vortexes um, of electric energy that communicate with the brain and the nervous system. So when you stimulate that point, you're communicating to the brain and the nervous system to, and then increasing the circulation to various areas of the body. So in the case of uh, fertility, obviously one of the main goals is to get circulation to your reproductive organs. Uh-huh. So your ovaries have the nutrients they need to support egg health as the eggs maturing and to flush out any toxins and old blood, old tissue that's um, you know congesting the area so the nutrients can't get to the egg or um, causing blockages so that the egg isn't able to rupture, the follicle can't rupture for ovulation or the follicular tubes are constricted or there's scarring or buildup in the uterine lining. And, and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, good circulation is key. But then there is also considering the whole body besides just the reproductive organs. Obviously, all the systems are connected. They all support each other. So you want to have healthy digestion. So maybe the digestion is sluggish or maybe the liver energy is sluggish, which means there's going to be toxic buildup, inflammation, and so forth. Or if your digestion is weak, then your body isn't able to build the nutrients that's needed for, to support egg health or build healthy hormones. So you're considering, um, you know, opening up that flow to the various organ systems that need that circulation as well as the reproductive organs. Right. Okay. So it's just about getting everything moving, really. In, a yeah. in some ways, shape or form, yeah, or yeah. if it's deficient, then <clears throat> nourishing it. If it's misbehaving, then... Helping it behave. Sorry, I wasn't in my microphone then. Um, <laughs> Good broadcast. Let's talk a little bit about aging and fertility because, you know, we're, that's definitely something that is drummed into all of us as women is that your clock is ticking and you need to think about fertility now. You said before, you know, some women can be more fertile in their 40s than their 30s. Let's talk about it. Do we need to panic? No, panicking never helps. <laughs> panic, <laughs> panic. Any situation. Mass hysteria. So. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, panic. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I just would kind of, you can't change your age, uh, you know, so there's no need to, to panic about that. That's something that's out of your control. If you've gone through menopause, if you haven't had a period in a year, um, then, you know, there's a good chance that it's not going to work for you, obviously, if you've gone through menopause. But, um, but if you're still getting a cycle and you're still ovulating and there's still a chance. So you just, the point is how can, whether you're 30, whether you're 25, whether you're 40, the priority is balancing your health. And because your body naturally wants to be pregnant, that's what it's designed to do. Ah, yeah, um, so, that's a good way of looking at it too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. it's kind of like, Mindset. oh yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which actually, if you think back to your 20s, is probably the way you thought most of the time. You'd be like, oh, I don't want to get right. pregnant. Yes, you <laughs> know, totally. Because yeah. we spend a majority of our life trying not to be pregnant, <laughs> even though that's exactly what your body just wants yeah, yeah, all the time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you think that that's, that's really the case, that it's not about old eggs, it's just about supporting everything else around you so that what eggs you do have and whatever age they're at can perform their best. Exactly. Yeah. I like yeah. that because I, I really think it's nasty telling women that their eggs are old. Like I don't I don't like that. I have a friend who is in exactly that situation at the moment. And I just think it's such a kick in the guts, isn't it, to say, Oh well, you've just got old eggs. Like Oh, that's mean. Well, it's also, it's not really relevant. Like, I think as women get older, one thing we do know is that it might take a little longer to fall pregnant, Mm. but it doesn't mean you can't fall pregnant. And again, you know, we get so fixated on the outcome that that becomes very stressful and really shifts our mindset and focusing on what's not happening. Mm. Mm. Yep. Now, before we let you go... I am a big believer that singing is amazing for your mental health and your physical health. There is actually nothing quite like going to a singing lesson and just singing for half an hour or being in a choir, anything like that. Is it, I know you are a bit of a singer as well, but do you think there are specific health benefits for singing if you're trying to fall pregnant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is probably, it seems like the theme of this particular conversation, but it it supports that digestive energy. So when you're going online and you're researching too much, stop yourself and instead go to your favorite song on YouTube where it shows the lyrics and sing along because it's really good for um, that, what we say, the spleen in Chinese medicine, but it's really good for that digestive energy. See, or just get in the shower, get away from Google, get Mm. in the shower, pump the music and just like, don't you just sound awesome in the shower? Mm-hmm. The car, I think, the is, car is great. Is good. Yes. Uh, I uh, Fleetwood Mac have um, been in Australia recently, and um, I've just been kicking myself have that you? I didn't go. However, yes. I have been listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, and they're one of You're those bands it. that you go, I can sing every song. Do a you lot, know? Sing along to every song. Actually, go on. Speaking of this, are you going to end this episode with a song? I'm not going to break out in song, but I um, want to hear that bingo song. (laughs) I (laughs) recently just rediscovered some songs that I used to listen to in my childhood Uh that mum and dad would play. 
and started playing them like in the car when I was driving. Do you know how happy that makes you feel when you listen to songs from your childhood? Yes. It brings back like a visceral sense of where you were, who you were with, the feeling at the time, the emotions associated with that setting. Banging out like Mm -hmm. Chicago and (laughs) uh, Daryl Braceweight and um, (laughs) hang on, what's the other one? Little River Band. Like, yeah. Hang on, help is on its way. Hang on, help is on its way. Wow, I think we can. Australian band? Yeah, that one was. Some of them are. Chicago's not. Chicago's not. No. Anyway. Oh, Chicago. Yes. Um, I know that you've got amazing resources, Heidi. So before we go, perhaps just let us know where um, our listeners can access those. They can go to my website, HeidiBrockmeyer.com. And I have a free masterclass that they can watch, my number one fertility secret to getting pregnant without IVF or drugs. Or it's totally relevant if you are using fertility treatment and helping you be successful sooner than later. There's also a free fertility activation checklist. And you can also learn about my online program, Fertility Activation Method. Um, So now I I actually help women worldwide through my online program rather than strictly an acupuncture practice. And I teach women, how they can give themselves acupressure and use the protocols that I've used clinically and um, to support their fertility every day and a lot of stress management support and so forth. Do you know what I love about that too? That you are enabling women to do it themselves. I think there's this wonderful shift in giving people the information for them to take responsibility for what's going on in their life. And I don't know. I think in America, it's probably different. But in Australia, for a long time, it's been very much like, oh, if you don't know how to do that, then you have to just go to someone who knows how to do that and they do it for you. Mm. But I feel like it's changing. And so this idea that you go, well, here, here are the tools. You go away and you see what you can do with them. Mm. It, ina- it it just empowers it people and it's so good. So thank you. Well so done you for uh, giving empowering. people their little yeah. toolkit. Well, thank you. Yeah, mm. Chinese medicine is the, the, such a wealth of knowledge too. So... I know it's changed my life in terms of uh, like how I can empower myself to sustain my health and my family's health. So it's just like, ah, people need to know the basics of Mm. Chinese medicine. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I think I've got a few of them. Probably not enough seeing as I spend so much time with you, but anyway, I'll get there. (laughs) Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. Can you stick around for one moment while we read a review? I found another one. Oh, please. Um, Feels like chatting to an old friend. Oh, Oh, that's good. Yes. Hopefully a nice old friend, not that one that you feel obliged to phone. Ali says, (laughs) listening to you two whilst out on my walks or on the long drive to the city. Feels like chatting to an old friend. So great when you're a stay-at-home mum and often disconnected from work and friends. The wellness information is almost as awesome as the feeling of being connected. Love what you do. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ali. Oh, so nice. Positive reinforcement. Love it. If you'd like to leave a review, we would love that very much. So please do that. Um, We love some stars. The more stars, the better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, the other thing that we're encouraging you to do is if you're out on your morning walk or... Mm. Wherever you might be listening to us, take a, a snap and send it to us via yep. our Instagram. Yes, we like to know where you are when you're listening. Until next time. Heidi, thanks for joining us. Yes. Until Thank next you. Time. I often <laughs> feel like I've been chatting with old friends. <laughs> so I second that review. Very good. Well, we do hope that this episode has left you feeling happier, healthier and better. 